this episode, I am speaking with everyone's favorite self-care TikToker, Jazz Turner. I've been following Jazz for a while, and I absolutely love her content. So, of course, I had to reach out and ask her if she could be on the show because she is the epitome of becoming your best self or your highest self, as she likes to say. Today, we're talking all things glow up, all things self-improvement. And the great thing about Jazz is that she's really transparent. So she gets personal about some things that she's never really shared on the internet regarding her journey and how she became an influencer and why she actually left law school. So I can't wait to get into things. So without further ado, let's hop right into the episode. Welcome to the show, Jazz. (laughs) Hi, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. I think this is going to be really fun. A lot of the episodes that we do are like really serious and like about business and stuff like that. But I always have more fun. Well, I shouldn't say more fun, but I always have fun when I have fun girls like you on the show. Um, I had Blake recently and that was a ton of fun. And so, yeah, so I'm happy to have you on because the conversations are always like, you know, they just flow. It's already (laughs) uploaded with Blake. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Oh Blake's my gosh, been on the show. That's my girl. Yes, Nicole Lionel. Um, loved having Nicole. That was so much fun. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, I gotta. I gotta go. Cause she has her own podcast, doesn't she? Nicole. Yes, with Tony. She has a podcast with Tony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then Nana. Nana was fun. We talked business, but we also talked um, just, like, fun stuff. And so I just always enjoy these conversations a little more. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a fun time. Yes. Um, okay, so I want to go back a little bit because you've been an influencer for a few years now. And I know, like, everyone always starts their influencer journey for different reasons. But I don't – I mean, I feel like at this day and age, everyone knows, like, when you start making content consistently, like, that's kind of the outcome that will happen is you will eventually become an influencer if you're good at it. Right. So like what made you even decide to consciously start making content? Yeah. So I had so I was originally in law school and I hated law school. I'm sure we'll get into it more, but I hated law school and I decided to leave law school and go to business school. Um, and there was a period in time between business school and when business, when I left law school and when business school started and I had a lot of isolation time and I felt like my world was crumbling and like, I felt like I was overweight. My skin was breaking out. I wasn't where I wanted to be in life. I felt like I had no choice, but to become a better self. So I started reading a lot of books started listening to a lot of podcasts. I started focusing on my skin. I started working out. I started manifesting. I started journaling and I started doing all these things. And then by the time I went to business school, I had, I had my shit together. Like I had it, I had it all together. And, um, I had a pretty good morning routine. I had a pretty good night routine and business school is obviously a lot easier than law school. So I had a lot more time. And, um, so I kept hearing people talk about TikTok. And I was like, I'm actually genuinely bored at business school. Like all my assignments are done. <laughs> like I'm all my assignments are done. And so I downloaded TikTok and you know, the algorithm quickly learns you. And obviously I'm all, I, at that point I was all about like pouring into myself, but you would only know that if you talked to me and heard my story. All of a sudden, when I started looking at the algorithm, I started seeing morning routines and like different health tips and how to become your best self. I was like, wait a minute, I've been doing this. I've been like, this is genuinely my life. I genuinely, I just don't record it. I don't put it on social media at all. So, but when I saw those like morning routines and I saw the healthy habits, productive stuff, I never saw anybody go like look like us. 
um, there probably was, I just, it just wasn't showing up on my feed. Um, so I literally just started recording out of pure enjoyment, um, started recording, started uploading and I genuinely loved editing and I just, I found it fun. And what people don't want to hear is I uploaded when you talk about consistency, I uploaded every single day. I did not miss a day, Monday through Sunday for five months straight. You're not just going to wow. wake up and like become an influencer. Like I, I, it wasn't like I posted one video and I went viral. It was a very, it was like all of a sudden your community, all of a sudden you start getting comments, all of a sudden you start responding to those comments. And then like two years later, this is like my full-time job. And I'm like, it's the happiest I've ever been. Oh, <laughs> I love that for yeah. you. I really do. And like you said, there, there just weren't a lot of people in the space that looked like us. There just weren't. At all. And so I and I remember that. Like I think I came across you maybe like a year ago. And um when I first saw you come up, it was so refreshing because I was just like, finally, finally somebody that looks like us that is actually My performing people. well. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the and that's the thing. It's not like there's nobody like us. There's actually right. a whole bunch of community. It's just you don't see it. But I think you see it more on YouTube. You yes. definitely see it on YouTube. You definitely see it on YouTube. But I wasn't a YouTube, like I'm a very short form content type of girly right yeah. now. Um, so I wasn't on YouTube as active. Um, so I just didn't see it on TikTok personally. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I always say that. Yeah. I always say that like YouTube, TikTok and YouTube are like the same type of thing. But if you do better with short form, you're going to kill it more on TikTok. And that was me. Because yeah. I, I, I started um, doing YouTube years ago. And then... I once I started TikTok, I was like, oh my gosh, I know how to do this because of YouTube, right? Nice. Uh, and it, you, TikTok is just such a breeze for me. I don't know. It's just so much easier um, it's than because YouTube. Because it's authentic. Yeah. It's yeah. authentic. People don't want the big setups with the ring lights and the professional camera. They want to see you prop up your phone in your kitchen mm -hmm. and talk about some stuff. There's some real stuff. So it's, it's a lot easier because yeah. you're not, it's not a production. Exactly. Exactly. So when you um, when you first started, though, I remember you didn't really talk a lot in your videos and then you switched into talking. So like what was that transition like and what what made you even start talking on camera more? Oh, my gosh, you're good for noticing that. So um, I didn't really even talk just because I was trying to what I saw on TikTok, like the morning routines, like genuinely nobody was I mean, I don't know if I, nobody was talking. It was just like aesthetic music those 20 second things like pouring little matcha and doing the little like you you know what i mean maybe some asmr came through nobody was really uh talking then yeah. when i got management i felt like i my when when i got management my i felt like my content was plateauing and the good thing mm -hmm. about my management company is they have a close relationship with tiktok and they have monthly meetings with TikTok. And I had a bi-weekly social media strategy. That's really what blew my TikTok up was like very strategized by like a professional. Um, and literally one of our first meetings, like after like 15 minutes of him talking to me, he's like, you have such a personality. Like, where is this on your TikTok? And I was like, no, I don't feel like talking because I fell into the trap that I feel like most influencers fell into. Like, I was like, no, my hair is not done. Like, I still need to get my teeth fixed. My skin isn't clear. Like, I, I, I want this outfit to film. And he's like, 
they don't care about that. They want to see the authentic you. Like if you want your teeth done, you need to see, they want to see the process. They want to see the before they want to see, they don't want to see you come on. Like you're never going to feel comfortable. He's like, just do it, just do it. And then I started talking and then I was like, y'all like my personality, don't you? Like, and then like once people feel more connected to you that way. So I always tell influencers, I was like, if you really want to like, you feel like you're plateauing, it's probably because you're not showing your personality whatsoever, your true authentic personality. People want to hear you cuss sometimes. People want to see you mess up. People want to see that breakout on your face and see how you healed it. People want to hear your, people want you to be vulnerable. They want to feel connected to you. Nobody wants the influencer that they can't feel connected to. No one, I mean, there. I think there's like space to aspire to influencers nowadays, but nowadays people just use social media to connect. And mm -hmm. if they feel like they can't connect with you, they might really, they might like the video and save it, but are they going to follow you? Are they going to keep interacting with you? No, that comes from your, that comes from your personality. Like, can you, can you hear my voice and be like, oh, I'm on FaceTime with this girl. Like, oh, I'm chilling with this girl. Like, that's the, that's a really good YouTubers. Like, that's, they, that's all personality right there. So I'm glad you noticed that. That's what, yeah. that was, that's what you learn. And to me, it made sense when you made that transition, because I remember um, you used to go live a lot. And the first time I had seen you on live, I was like, oh, this girl is so fun. Like, she is so fun, much fun. And then when you started and showing it care. in your videos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, girl, and you would be telling all your business. <laughs> all my business because I don't care. I never did care. Like, and I think it was so funny because like I'd create like those aesthetic videos and then you'd log onto my live and you'd, and you'd be like, are these like two of the same girls? Like they're aesthetic. And then I'd be on mm -hmm. camera like, I don't care. Like this is what's happening. This is why I don't like this person. Hate this. Like, this is why I love this man this week. Like, I'm there mad. was always Some a man. Like that. There was always a man. There was always a man. Yes. But you wouldn't really, I feel like still to this day, you would still wouldn't really get that from my content. I need to go live no. more often. It's just my dog. <laughs> Girl, no, literally, when I when we just started, you heard my dog just going crazy in the back. Like, they I don't mean... like when you don't pay attention to them. Uh, I haven't really figured out a good people ask me, like, why I don't go on live anymore. And there's no other reason besides my dog. Yeah. There's no other reason. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, because I have a one bedroom. Mm -hmm. And I was like, should I just like put him away for like two hours? I'm like, but that seems inhumane. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to put my dog away for y'all. <laughs> no, exactly. And I always say that because um, here he comes right now. He knows we're talking about him. Hi, Truffle. Um, no, I He's always like, say that. About me? <laughs> right, right. I always say that, though. Every time I hit record or he knows I'm in a meeting or something, oh, you can guarantee he's going to act out. You can guarantee because he's like, why are you not paying attention to me? Why? <laughs> like People think it's a deeper reason why I don't go on live. It's really because I have a Yorkie. That's it. <laughs> oh, and I used to have two Yorkies, so I already know. I already know. <laughs> That's all. You, you ain't got to say too much. I already know. <laughs> this little rug rat over here, he just brought me his toy and he's trying to get me to throw it. You hear him growling? He's like, he's he's like, you're working right now. It's actually playtime. Right. He's like, girl, don't even sit here and play with me. Um, but yeah, okay. So that makes a lot of sense though. So y'all, if we want her to go live, we have to make space for Benji, right? <laughs> we have to make space. We have to make space. And and the thing is sometimes I like because I put him in daycare, he's in daycare right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, should I go live in the middle of the day? But I'm like, I feel like people loved those like late night wine in my bed 
chit chatting. And then yes. like seven o'clock. Like I'm gonna figure out something. We're gonna we're gonna figure we're gonna figure out something because I do like going live and telling all my business. <laughs> yes. No, I think that always I think that added like this extra layer for the people that were like really deep in your community, you know, that were just like, we are really locked in with you. Like they really loved those. Cause I, when I would get on there, I would be like washing dishes or something and I'd like have it in the background, but I would look over. Time. Yes, but I would look over and the comments were just going. The girls loved it. Okay. The girls <laughs> we're kind of my, my management tells me all the time, they're just like, are you, did you just stop? And I was like, I have it in my mind to do it every single day. And then I look over at my dog at seven o'clock at night and he has the zoomies. I'm like, they always get the zoomies late at night. I don't know what this is. We gonna figure it out. (laughs) Oh, maybe give him, maybe give him like a CBD gummy or something. So yeah, I give him a lot, not a lot, but, um, I do give him some like calming chews and stuff like that. But, uh, I just, I just honestly think. I just honestly think I'm just going to have to put him away for two hours. I think I'm just going to have to put all of his toys in one room, put on Mm -hmm. some dog music, put his favorite treats in there and just be like, you need to chill out. Yeah. Let mommy work. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah. He's little, right? Even though I'm talking in my, in my videos more often, Mm -hmm. I feel like, Lot, I, I feel more comfortable sharing things on live because it's like when you when you're on there you're on there you get it you get it um but I do feel like because I create so much glow up content now it's very curated content I don't really share too much about my day-to-day life as much as I used to I think on live now question as your numbers grow um and I'll say with TikTok I don't know why I was just talking about this with my best friend yesterday but for some reason on TikTok even though that is where I have the largest audience I still feel like it's very intimate for some reason compared to Instagram or YouTube. I don't know what that's about. I just feel like so it's just like because I feel the opposite. Really? Okay. Yeah. And that was what I was segueing into. Do you feel like you get more closed off as your audience grows or do you feel like more conscious of what you're sharing because your audience is growing? Yeah. Okay, so in that aspect, yes, yes, I, I'm I'm a lot more conscious because you realize you're not talking to fifteen, ten thousand people anymore. Yeah. All of a sudden, like if you really think about four hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, like the town that I grew up in in Chicago, I think it was like thirteen thousand. What is about right. four hundred thousand? That's a city. Like right. you have to be. I, I do agree. I think I'm a lot more um, conscious about like what I what I say. But I, I feel like if anything, I mean, maybe I'm thinking more just like pure lifestyle content. I think YouTube gets very personal because people want the weekly vlogs and everything. Like, oh, you're seeing me like really just wake up, not just like wake up and put my camera up. Like, you're seeing the day to day. You're seeing things go wrong in my day. You might see like my boyfriend or whatever. With TikTok, because I feel like it's such short form, it's almost like I can put out what I want you to see. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like YouTube's so much more invasive. And Instagram, mm-hmm. I don't care about. I don't care about that app. Uh, my either. Instagram, <laughs> I just, I just don't care. I, and I think I don't care because to me, I didn't start my content journey on Instagram, and I still kind of like sometimes I'm in an Instagram room, but it's so personal. It's so college to me. It's so yes. high school to me. That's just yes. my college friends. Like, 
I'm not advertising. I'm not looking to get brand deals on there. Whereas like TikTok, it's like, okay, a minute long video. I'm, but maybe it's also my content. And I think both of our contents too. Like you're mm -hmm. here to become your best self. This yeah. is what, uh, this is what I'm going to share with you today. And like, just post and go, post and go. Whereas I feel like YouTube, you carry around this camera with you all day, especially if you're like a daily vlogger. And it's like, Ooh, this is, this is invasive, but I definitely have to, I think, I think the hardest thing for me is responding to comments. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I want to be at, sometimes I want to be at like a Clark and just be like, you finna mess with me. Oh, you gonna get it. I'm not one of those influencers that like, I was going to stay quiet. That's why I love Clark. I love Clark her. is such a different influencer because like people will say like disrespectful stuff and she will match their energy every yep. single time. Sometimes I'm like, do I, because here's the thing. I don't match energy. I go low. I will go very, <laughs> very low. And I think people don't realize that. People yeah. don't realize I'm an Aries. Oh so yeah. Like, You're an Aries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so if I see a disrespectful comment, I'm going to go to your profile and really tell you about yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to, they go low, we go lower. <laughs> right. So I, I, I don't respond to hateful comments, not because they bother me, but because I know how I'm going to look <laughs> if I really share what I'm thinking. I just got a comment. It's not a hate comment um, at all, but I just got a comment on one of my videos. It was like, the girl was like, not to be rude, but she should really think about switching up your content. Girl, I want to see you pull out a camera and record every day. I want you to. But want the, you to and, then, and then I got defensive because I was like, is my content boring? Like, I don't feel like I need to switch it up. I feel like I have vlogs, beauty maintenance routines, glow up, like. But I, I, I think people don't realize what a niche is. Like, do you want me to start cooking on here? That's not what you came to me for. That's why people pay you a premium to advertise on your page because you have a niche. You have a, I have very... a very specific community. Exactly. You want me to start exactly. cooking? Exactly. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so part of me, so part of me wanted to respond back to that comment and just be like, what would you suggest? Like, what, what, what do you suggest? You better than me. But, you better than me. No, literally. So I'm a Leo rising. So I, I be like oh. real feisty sometimes. Um, and <laughs> I get it. Yeah. And so literally, like, I think it was like just yesterday I posted a video and Somebody commented and they were like, I love your podcast. The information is so good. And then now I come over here and now this. And so I said, now what? What does this have to do with my podcast? And I had to catch myself because I wanted to say more, but I left it there. And then they deleted the comment. But I was just like. I think you know what it is because I fall into this trap sometimes too. It's going to sound really dumb, mm -hmm. but I for sometimes forget that influencers and the people that we see online are real people. Like this yes. person is really just like sitting on their couch and like watching Love Island or sitting or, or in the kitchen just making food. Like sometimes I'll consume content and really forget that like you're just a day-to-day -day person. So I feel like sometimes when people comment that, they don't realize as dumb as it sounds, you're like literally just like a 26-year-old girl living in Atlanta, Georgia, and you're just right. like you're just posting content. It's actually just never that deep. <laughs> no, and that was my thing. I was like, why is this so deep to you? Like, why, how does this discredit that? Like, what does this have to do with my podcast? Please make it make sense. <laughs> I post and like, go, what? I post and go, but I tend to, nowadays, I don't really, I don't, I don't typically respond to it. I don't even really like delete it sometimes because I'm like, go ahead, girl. Right. Just, and I, I just know that I could really tell you about yourself and I'm, 
I'm sparing you. <laughs> and that's my thing. I always have to catch myself because when I get feisty, I want to make the other person feel stupid. And I think in that Absolutely. case, they, they clearly did because they deleted the comment. But, like, I, I just always have to catch myself because <laughs> I will gl- give you a Claire Huxtable read and read you for filth, okay? Because I have all the facts. I have all the things Because listed. I think as we grow bigger and bigger, we understand consequences. Yes. And we understand brands are, like, actually, like, really looking at us and stuff like that. It's like... Exactly. This isn't, there's a transition between this is fun and I'm uploading to like, oh, once I open this app, I'm working. And because I'm at yes. work, I need to be professional, just like if I was at an office. And if I had a coworker come up and tell me something rude, am I going to go off on them? No, I'm going to, like, how would I react if I was literally in a corporate setting? I act that way towards TikTok nowadays. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Just name a game. Exactly. And as much as I want to say here, Excuse me. And I, as much as I want to sit here and act like it's not a big deal, it's like even comments like that, I it part of me was upset, but I also was wanting to know truly, like, how are you perceiving this? Because also yes. that does affect my work. If my audience is like, you know what I mean? Like if my audience is confused or they're feeling like this doesn't go with that. Was this constructive criticism or are right. you being rude? Exactly. My thought is they're going to be rude. <laughs> exactly. No, I really, I really thought about that that comment like it's almost exactly what you just said like when if i responded back like what else would you want to see part of me like i'd be like 70 percent of me is just like do you really think like okay Mm -hmm. then like what else would you that's my audience what else do you want to see even though i think you're wrong right what else would you like to see (laughs) exactly exactly so yeah i think it's the thing of like having to catch ourselves and be like okay maybe they are trying to like genuinely you know, put in a request or something. And I just need to see what, what the true intention behind that is. That's called growth. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> growth. So speaking of growth, if somebody is like trying to be an influencer, because all the girls love to ask you, like, you know, how you do mm-hmm. what you do. So like, what are your top tips right now for someone that's trying to be an influencer and get better in the space? So I always say, and that's the thing about me, and I say this on my YouTube, I say that I think I communicate this on my TikTok. I am just not the girl to tell you to believe in yourself. I'm not going to give you these, these, I'm not going to be like, just believe in yourself and work hard. No, I'm going to give you step one through 10 about how to do this. Like I'm, I'm a very type A, I don't know if it's law school, business school. So if I was just starting out being an influencer, the first thing I would do is I would change, this is going to sound dumb, but I would change my mindset and I wouldn't set out to be an influencer. I think personally, this is my personal opinion, if you start chasing the money, the money will never come. Like you should never be chasing money. Money should be chasing you. So what you need to do is you need to shift your mindset and just be like, okay, what am I genuinely passionate about? Do I want to create beauty content because I see all these like rich influencers driving these cars and having these apartments and that, and they're doing beauty content to get that way? Or do I genuinely, have I genuinely for the past few years sat in my room practicing makeup because it brings me joy? You need to truly figure out what you're passionate about. Do you, are, do you like to sew? And nobody really even knows you like to sew and you just be sewing in your house and like that's what you, you just don't show it. Let content creation be an outlet for a passion that you already have. And that's that's how it becomes off as so much more authentic. And that's how you genuinely start. If content creation is an outlet for your passion, 
at, at the beginning, the numbers and the engagement don't matter to you because you're genuinely just trying to find your community. You're just genuinely doing something you're passionate about. You're doing something that you would have already been doing. You're just setting up a camera and you're recording it. And then all of a sudden you're gonna, people are gonna start commenting and then you're gonna start responding to those comments and then you're gonna start building the community. And consistency, so for me, I don't typically believe in consistency. If you're trying, if you're struggling to find yourself being, I mean, there's some merit in like being consistent, but if you're truly finding yourself struggling to be consistent with something, it's actually very simple. You don't want to do it. Like It's not that deep. You just genuinely don't want to do it. Maybe you're really struggling trying to be consistent uploading these makeup tutorials. Maybe it's because that's not genuinely what you're passionate about. Maybe you're genuinely passionate about history. Like mm -hmm. that's genuinely true. Start uploading that content. People can people can see that that's how you become consistent because you're you're passionate about something that's authentic you're interacting with your community you're interacting with and not just your community people that comment you're also commenting on other people's videos and you don't need a fancy camera or, or anything i have filmed on an iphone 13 pro max it's not even like the the latest camera and you're just you're consistent about it you interact you you pick a platform and typically a platform picks you um, I'm not an Instagram girly and I'm trying to be a YouTube girly, but I feel like TikTok really picked me. But you you could just tell when you start uploading on multiple platforms, you can see where the engagement is. You can see where the views are. Start leaning into that. And then another tip that I feel like people don't talk about as much is I would pick like three to five content creators that truly inspire you. And I don't mean inspire you in your day to day life, like inspire you in a content creation. Like I really like their angles. I really like their lighting. I really like this the cadence that they're speaking. I picked three to I really like their music. I picked three to five content creators and I would study their content. Don't copy it, but definitely in the big don't try to reinvent the wheel. That's stupid. Like why would you why would you think that you can just like come out like it's almost like a job interview. Like are you gonna go to the job interview like trying to tell them something that they've never heard before? No, you're going to you're gonna research the questions, you're gonna research the job role or whatever. Do the same thing with content creation pick like let's say you're like a lifestyle content creator and let's say you pick you look at the content creators that really you really like all of a sudden like you're gonna write in your notes app like i really liked this angle and pick one of their daily vlogs right and recreate it and then watch their vlog and see what would you have added like differently and that's how you become different and that's how you start to shift your content maybe you watch a con you maybe watch one of my content and you like listen to my music and be like, her music is very, very boring. She uses the same piano music every single time. That bores me. I'm going to look at her angles. I'm going to look at how long her videos are and I'm going to do a similar thing, but I'm going to include hip hop. I'm going to include my own music and that's what's going to make me different. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Imitate it a little bit, make it your own. And then all of a sudden you're going to find this groove and you're just going to gonna go off from there it's a very long answer but people no, have to see content creation is a lot more strategic than it looks no yeah that was really good and i think i think a lot of people make it more complex than it is it's like it's the little things that add up it's it not really it's not about like trying to do something totally different and there are those people that will do something totally different and they blow up for that right but like the average influencer is not doing something totally different. The average influencer really is not like some, 
you know, a revolutionary person. It's never that. <laughs> and eventually, like we said in the beginning, eventually it just comes down to personality. Mm -hmm. Eventually you're going to do the same thing as everything else, but people are going to come back to you because they, they see you as a friend. Exactly. They see you as someone that they could genuinely hang out with. So exactly exactly and just honing in on that and i think i think it's like you there there is a period where you have to get comfortable of course like being on the internet and being yourself on the internet but i think once you get into that groove and you just allow yourself to like show up authentically it should just flow at that point you know what i mean like it shouldn't even be a thing of overthinking it or just trying so hard to highlight certain parts of your personality just be yourself and your audience will start showing you like what parts of yourself they want to see more of mm -hmm. and you know and it'll just flow so yeah I think that's great advice I think that's awesome now yeah. okay so you love to show of course like well I, I think your audience loves it of course like when you share your self-care routines and stuff like that so like what are like the top three beauty hacks or things you're doing right now that you're just like in love with right now yeah okay two things come to mind i have to get the third one. First thing is, is someone somebody in my comments actually put me on i did a video on like the corrective shower a lot mm. of people were like i have to add another like shower routine i was like i didn't say that i just said some uh, sometimes like within everything shower my every my personal everything showers are very corrective. They're not smell good showers. Like my day to day mm -hmm. is a smell good shower. I want to smell good, but like probably once a week I take a shower where it's like I'm focusing on body hyperpigmentation, body acne. I'm trying to even out my skin tone. I'm not trying to smell good. I'm trying to correct some stuff. Right. And I had somebody comment on my videos, and she was like, "You should try a body serum when you get out of the shower, and you should try topical slather." And I'd seen Topical Slather, but I was like, okay, like, whatever. But then Sephora the other day, I was like, you know what? Let me listen. I have been using that for the past couple weeks. Oh, my gosh. I feel like it's a holy grail product. Like, really? are people not, like, talking about this? Like, Is it that the spray? Made... No. It's, it? it's in a purple bottle. It's called Topical Slather. And I think it has, like, AHAs, BHAs in it. It has made my skin so smooth for so long like you know when you take those showers and you shave like immediately or whatever and you might be smooth for that night i don't know why it like prolongs the smoothness of my skin my Ooh. skin is so hydrated it smells a little weird but most topicals probably yeah. smell a little weird yeah um i am just like so in shock that someone just like commented that randomly and like i use it two to three times a week i put it on before my before my lotion game changer but i'm sure but just in general applying like a body serum before my lotion game changer the second thing i've been doing and i want to test it out a little bit more but it's been helping a lot is i have been taking hormonal tea one thing that mm -hmm. i'm like really trying to focus on in this like latter half half of the year is my hormones i just feel like my hormones have been out of whack i feel like i was never really educated i was educated on cycles and stuff but my education on a cycle was just you bleed for a week that's not what a cycle is a cycle is 28 days and then if you really start to get into like femininity and just being a woman and your cycles and everything like that and so the tiktok shop got me i ain't even gonna hold you the tiktok shop got me and there was this girl and um she small business owner again i really want to test it out before i like start to promote her products 
Um, but she makes this hormonal blend tea and it has like all the teas that they recommend for your skin and your gut health and stuff has spearmint in it, raspberry, some extracts in it. Girl, I tell you my gut health has been in order. My what? mood swings have gone down. My skin has been better. Um, just focusing on my hormones and that hormone little tea has got me so right. It's got me so right, but I got to wait. I got to, I was like, I'm not gonna just like come here after a month like hormones take a minute to like mm -hmm. really see a difference yeah um so hormone tea the body serum what other self-care i think something that i've been doing but i've been doing it probably like the past few years but i feel like people really kind of start started to catch on to it not so much like physical uh self-care but having a higher self day i made a video on my birthday and i explained to people how i always spend my birthday alone and a lot of people see that as sad, but I think it's the best thing in the world. First of all, you don't have to coordinate with anybody. You don't have to coordinate with anybody. Nobody bothers you. No one's going to ruin your day. But I think one of the po most powerful manifestation techniques you can do is to physically manifest. And I have a day in my life of my higher self. I have a very vision of what the day-to-day -day of my higher self looks like. And every year on my birthday, I do it on my birthday and I, I do it, for me, I do it once a month but uh, I, a lot of people do it like once a quarter, so four times a year. And what I'll do is I'll probably um, get an Airbnb in Atlanta, like a really nice house or like a really nice like penthouse or something. I'll get a hotel room and I will literally act like I am like a wealthy woman, like a higher self woman. And I'll wake up in that house. I'll wake up at like 5 a.m. because that's what my higher self does. I wake up, I journal in the house and your brain doesn't know the difference. You know what I mean? So I, I go to a workout in the morning. I come back. I make my little juices in the in the nice house. I go shopping for that day. I use all my expensive body butters. Having a higher self day, I don't know what it does. It just tricks your mind. And then all of a sudden, you're there. One day you wake up and you're literally there. But that's yeah. like my biggest. I love doing that. <laughs> I love that. And I and I what I one thing I love about you is that you don't just be coming up with stuff to just say on the internet because I think I think a lot of people when they have this um niche of like self-care and all this stuff, sometimes I feel like a lot of it is just recycled information that they've heard somewhere else, you know? But like or it's very performative. Exactly. But it's like you like legit do this stuff, like this is your life. And so <laughs> I think that comes from what I said in the beginning. Like I was already doing this. I didn't do this. This I didn't pick a niche of self care and like that's what I was doing. Like I genuinely did this for like a year straight on my own. I just decided to start showing it on social media. I think that's why it comes across as I really do this because I really do. <laughs> right. Like you real life are about it. Like, <laughs> and I love that. Um, so okay. So speaking of your higher self. How, how, like, how does somebody even figure out who their higher self is and like actually lean into that? Because I, I used to always tell people that like our subconscious mind does not know the difference between reality and what we've created in our head or even like this, like my subconscious mind now feels like we, even though we haven't met in person, my subconscious mind is now going to believe like, I know you because I've, I've been sitting here talking to you, you for an hour. You have to be a little delusional, a little Delulu. You have to be a little Delulu. Yes. So how do we get there? How do we get from just feeling like we made up this idea to like genuinely embodying this higher version of ourselves? Like what is, what is some of the things that you do? 
So I think for me, when I was like starting like my globe journey, my ever, my just journey to becoming a better self, I think I think one of the first things I do, um, and I mentioned this in one of my other videos, mm-hmm. is and and I love that quote. It went viral, like the height, not the height of like COVID, but after COVID, you remember that Michelle Obama quote? I don't know if she got it from somewhere else, where she's like, "You don't just wake up and like basically become that girl." That, that's not how the world works. You don't just blink and wake up. You do it through daily practices. And people people find like routines very boring, but routines will save your life. Routines will save your life. Your routines will give you a just a baseline. So when you're talking about becoming your higher self, what I initially did is I went on Pinterest and um, I created a vision board, a very organized vision board of what the day-to-day of my higher self. Again, I say day-to-day because that's when your routines and your systems come in to play. And And what I did is I journaled what a day in my higher self looks like, the things that I wanted to do. What does she do? Does she wake up? What time does she wake up in the morning? What is she looking at when she wakes up in the morning? Where is she waking up? How does she feel when she wakes up? Does she have a partner in her life? Does she have a vacation plan? What's her occupation? I was very specific about what what my day-to-day looked like once I journaled it out. And when I reread that day in the life of my higher self, I realized that a lot of the things that I was actually writing down were completely well within my control. Now, could I wake up the next day and create $10,000? No. But could I start waking up at 5.30 in the morning? Yes. Could I start journaling? Yes. Could I create start create a sense of peace in the morning? Yes. Could I join ClassPass and start going to Pilates classes and going to these affluent neighborhoods? Yes. So I realized like a lot of things in my higher self, I could actually just start doing it now. So I was like, okay, I can, I can start doing that now. So I picked one thing. One thing that genuinely made me feel good. And that's the thing about these like self-care people. A lot of people like look at those like morning routines and then the next day they start waking up at 5.30 in the morning and start journaling. Like, no, your glow up journey is very personalized to what makes you feel good. Personally, I don't get meditating. I tried it. I really, really tried it. Yeah. And it actually, it helped It helped a lot. But um, I just, my med- my form of meditation is walking. I really like to walk. Sitting there and being quiet, it might work for people. I see it all the time in those little girls' morning routines. I see them like sitting down after their journaling and I tried it, it just doesn't work for me. What does work for me is waking up in the morning, waking up at 5.30 in the morning. And I started very small. Um, I started with a gratitude journal. I started, that's, that's the first place you should start with your higher self is being grateful. And it sounds dumb, but it's actually one of the best manifestation techniques is to be grateful for what you have be grateful for what you've gone through because you've learned a lot of lessons. And again, your mind doesn't know the difference. So if you if you want to wake up in that penthouse, you write in your journal, I'm so grateful for this penthouse. Like I feel so good waking up in this. And you say that every, every single day. And all of a sudden in these little habits, all of a sudden you're journaling and then you're meditating, then you're journaling. And then you're doing your skincare, then you're meditating, and then you're journaling. And then you're doing this, 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 and you work out. All of a sudden you have this routine, all of a sudden you have this this system and you're staying consistent and you're proving to yourself every single day that you're going to pour into yourself. All of a sudden, like about a couple months in, you feel a little bit better and your version of your higher self, you're constantly just getting one step closer to, to that woman that's in your head. But 
I think a lot of people going back to the meditation, you have to just, you have to listen to your body. Meditation doesn't work for me. Waking up at 5.30 in the morning may, may not work for you. You have to listen to yourself because everyone's version of a higher self is different. But at the core of it, what makes you feel good? What makes you want to get out of bed in the morning? What doesn't feel like work to you? What makes you feel like you're giving yourself everything? That's going to look different for everybody. Maybe you wake up and what makes you feel so good in the morning is listening to podcasts. Pick a podcast, commit yourself to listening to 30 minutes of that podcast every single day for a month. And then all of a sudden you start learning stuff from that mm -hmm. podcast and that all of a sudden you feel like that higher self. It's all about you. So take, take people's morning routines and then just adapt it to what genuinely makes you feel good. Absolutely, I completely agree. Now, one thing I've had people say to me in the past is they are having a hard time even envisioning that version of themselves in the first place. They're like, I don't even know what the higher version of myself looks like. So like in that case, what do you think would help them see the a better, I you know, a better life for themselves or yeah. a better version? So my, my gut reaction would be to pick people that you look up to, even if it's like a Michelle Obama or so someone that I really like look up to genuinely is Jasmine Toots. Yes. Oh my God. I love that. I love that. But I love her story. I love how she's like, she genuinely had it on her own, genuinely had her career. And she's just living the soft life with her husband, doing her side projects, looking so classy. So my gut reaction would be to pick a few women in your life that you like their lifestyle, you like how they look, you like how they carry yourself. But that can be like a slippery slope because you don't want someone so aspirational that you feel like you can't achieve that level. So it's kind of, it, 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 it's tough because it's like, where where do you start i think where you start if i had to go back is i mean so where i would start and this is a kind of very blanket statement if i had to like go back in time i want to be a wealthy woman i want to be an affluent woman first thing i would do is i would start going to affluent neighborhoods and i would start doing affluent hobbies i would start joining like you again i've never paid for a pilates class in my life but picking the the activities of affluent women, the woman that you know I personally want to be like. But I would go to those areas, and I would develop mentors. And I would develop mentors. I would develop friends with older women. That is like rule number one. And I think once you hear older women's stories and you start surrounding yourself in environments where people are successful, they're motivating themselves, they're self-starters, they're entrepreneurs, I think you naturally start to meet people and start to pick things out of their personality, pick things out of their personalities that are going to form what you want your life to be like. You have, it's almost kind of like um, dating a little bit. If you don't know mm -hmm. what your higher self looks like you need to get out of the house it's okay. not gonna happen it's not gonna happen in your house a lot of people with dating are like how am i gonna find the one when i'm always at home 
you just said it in the sentence. You're not. You're literally, you're, you're, you actually just said it. You actually answered your own question. You're not. Like, you yeah. want to meet, you want to meet the one. It doesn't have to be in a club or anything like that. But maybe you start going to nice coffee shops. Maybe you, maybe you're a, a, like a, like a bookie and you really want to go to nice neighborhoods and, and go to bookstores. And all of a sudden you run into somebody in the aisle. You go there every single day after work and you, you meet people. If you want to become your higher self, you've got to get out of the house. Yeah. You've got to, everyone's passionate about something, something, even if mm -hmm. you think that it's not going to make you money or you think it's dumb, maybe you're genuinely passionate about interior decorating. Start yeah. going to open houses, start going to communities off of Facebook and joining people. Once you start meeting people and you start meeting those older women or those older people that can give you advice and you see how they're living and all of a sudden you find that one person and you're like, I really like your day to day. I like your mindset. I, that is, you are my higher self. Yes. And you start asking them about their day to day, what, what made them successful and you start formulating, but you've got to get out of the house. You've got to meet people. You've got to, again, don't look up to them so much and hold them in this higher regard, but you'll start to piece together people's stories and their personalities and their systems and their routines. And you're like, I like this. I don't like this. And that ultimately becomes your, your higher self. Yeah, I totally agree. I always tell people that was what changed my life. I didn't desire more mm. until I was exposed to it because you can't yeah. desire something you've never been exposed to because you don't know it exists. You just don't. <laughs> you literally, it's actually, it's not that deep and it's not that complicated. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's, I mean, the whole reason that I wanted to originally go to law school is because I never grew up around black lawyers. I had never seen a black lawyer in my life. Mm -hmm. You put me on Spelman College and I see a whole bunch of black women in Louis Vuitton heels and Chanel earrings and I saw the way that they carried themselves and I saw how they were talking. I said, yep, I'm gonna be a black lawyer. Like, I'm, I want that. Mm -hmm. I figured out it wasn't for me and I left. And then I, I just needed to see it, to yep. pursue it. If I see it, I can go for it. Exactly. You gotta get out of the house. <laughs> and I like that point too because it's okay. I think that's the other thing is like people get so afraid to to like manifest something that they don't want. But it's like it's okay because then you can just change your mind and get something else. Because that was what happened to me. I thought I wanted one thing. I got it. And then I said, hey, maybe this is not for me. And then I'm now I'm like transitioning. It's called a pivot. Yeah. It's called a pivot. And the, and the thing is that made me feel so, so much better. My mom gave me this advice. Um, and this is, again, meeting people or even reading books. If you go back to almost every single entrepreneur, every single successful person's story, especially the people that look like us, you think in that moment when they lost everything, they could vividly see where they're at now writing that book? Right. No, they felt like they lost everything. There's always a point in their life, there's always a struggle where they they didn't know what their higher self looked like. They didn't know. But then if you read those people's stories, there's power in that stories. Like mm -hmm. she, we, we read uh, Michelle Obama's book, like people that like you want to look up to. There's always those moments where it's like, oh, I can empathize. Like, I know you didn't know how it was going to work out. But those successful people, they all have that same story of struggle, of becoming them be their best self. So if you're struggling right now, know that that is a very typical thing to go through. And everyone successful has gone through that. So if you're going through it, you're on the right path. You're learning stuff. You're, you are, you're struggling right now. Everyone successful has, and that's why they're successful at it. Exactly. Exactly. So you decided to switch to business school. What made you d decide to do that switch? 
God, I felt like so I so I have this video. It's mm-hmm. already recorded. It's already edited about my story about why I left law school from beginning to end. And it's a story I have never, ever shared. Um, I've shared a very blanket high level. Um, It has a lot to do with God. It has a lot to do with testimony. And nobody knows, unless you're very close to me, you don't know the story. And And I've always said that that story, once I have a platform to tell it, it's going to inspire people. Um, Because to go back to it, I'm not even... I'm not even being dramatic. Law school was killing me. Mm-hmm. It was, I, whether you believe in God, the universe or whatever, God is never going to make you suffer. But if you are in an environment that you keep trying to force, he will make it unbearable for you to continue. And I felt like, I felt like I didn't have a why when I went into law school. I felt like I was always told that I was going to be a good lawyer. I was very good at reading and writing um, I come from a single parent household. I, you, at the time, like when you hear $200,000, $250,000, and that means I can give my mom everything. That means I can take care of my mom coming from a single parent household in Chicago. Um, and then I quickly realized that I'm a very passion driven person and I'm not really motivated by money. And I think that's why money comes to me very easily because it's not this, it's not my sole focus. And I feel like people in law school that that went to the office hours, that raised their hands in classes, they genuinely wanted to be there. They had a deeper reason other than $200,000. And honestly, just like, and the thing is, nothing was going wrong in my life. I got my dream internship. I had a boyfriend. I had a car. At a, I had an apartment in Atlanta. And I had been the saddest I had ever been in my life. Wow. Like, it was, I was having, my anxiety attacks went from like once a month to every single day. Um, and I ended up having a very, very bad breakdown. And um, I had a therapist at the time. And she was like, she was like, <laughs> you ever heard that quote? She was like, why don't you just call Taylor up? Yeah. <laughs> she was like, she was like, she was like, why don't you just stop? I was like, stop. Yeah. Like, black people don't have the, the, privilege of quitting we don't right. have privilege of quitting. you get into law school you see it out you see it out um i never even considered taking a break or stopping um but it was it was getting unbearable like i couldn't get out of bed i was so depressed my anxiety attacks were debilitating um and again i just got my dream internship so there was no reason for it to be that way but i really do in hindsight feel like that's god making it like okay, you're getting this dream internship. I see you going down this path. Like, stop, 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 stop. Like, you're going too far. I keep trying. I kept giving you signs with your anxiety attacks, getting a whole bunch of weight, skin breaking out, toxic relationship, you feeling sad in classes. I kept giving you these signs. You're going too far with it now. You're not listening to me. Yeah. Um. So I decided to stop. But I feel like, in my personal opinion, I felt like, I was a part of a lot of marketing materials with the law school. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you know that prototypical black girl that's in all the marketing. It, I, I personally feel like it would have just been a very bad look mm-hmm. uh, on their end if I left. Yeah. Um, so they, I, I applied on the last day of like third round. People usually apply first round, probably on the last day of the third round to apply to business school. I transferred over to my LSAT score. I got into business school in a week. They gave me my same scholarship in law school. And at first I was like, what am I, what am I doing in my life? Like, and I got there, breath of fresh air. 
All of a sudden I was taking classes in entrepreneurship and social media. Um, That's when I downloaded TikTok. I had a professor that really believed in me. And because everybody was going into consulting or investment banking, and I was kind of trying to do my own thing with TikTok, he let me do an independent study where I solely did TikTok. That's how I was able to upload every single day for five months. Um, Because I solely did TikTok off of an independent study. But that's what happens when you start to flow instead of meeting resistance and trying to make things work in your life. Things will just start. They'll start working. Yeah. They'll start working. So it's not like I like, it's not like I made a conscious decision to go to business school. I think I feel like my back was pressed up against the wall and I had no option, but little did I know it was God like hurting me into his plan because I was trying to force a plan so badly. Girl, I've been there. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) But that, that's a because beautiful Because you, you can't differentiate if it's your plan and like you have conviction around it and you're just supposed to see it through. Mm-hmm. And, and not to put it any type of way, but I feel like sometimes beginning content creators feel this way because they're not getting the views that they want. They're not getting the engagement. They're like, is this for me? Because I'm not, I'm not getting those. And how far do I see this through? Yeah. Um, so I feel like in any type of instance, everyone reaches that point in their life where it's like, do I see this through? And that's how I reach that point. Is this my, is this my mountain that I need to overcome? Or am I trying to force something that's just not going to work? Right. And I think that's the thing is having the discernment to know which one it is. Like that is so important because that can change your whole trajectory when you know. Um, but was your, was your family supportive of that decision to like switch gears? Oh, good. Very. When I, 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 I didn't think that they would, because mm-hmm. um, my mom loved telling people that I was in law school. Loved telling people that I was an attorney. I, my Instagram name at the time was Jazz the Lawyer. Like oh, that was wow. my whole. That was my whole identity. Um, and I remember the day that I had my breakdown, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm caught my mom. Like I'm just gonna tell, because I hadn't told anybody. I um, had not talked to all of my friends. I had no social media. I deleted my social media for two years. Wow. Uh, no social media. I was just, I was very, very sad. I called up my mom. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I feel like this is killing me. She goes, I've been waiting for you to say that. And it was like, wow. I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, no mother wishes their child put themselves in an environment where it's like killing them. Yeah. And she's like, I've seen you go from a very bubbly and excited person about life to being sad, to being very short with people, very snippy, not wanting to, you know, you never go out, you never go on any vacations, you never feel like talking. She was like, I've seen the change in you. And it's like, I just don't wish that on anybody. So that was like very good. Um, But then very internally, I had to deal with um, how people would like see me. Uh, I was like, if they, because obviously I'm not going to go around broadcasting my story at that point. I'm like, are people going to think I'm stupid? Are people going to think that I couldn't handle it? Are people gonna, like, what are people gonna think? And I think that lesson, having to really like not give an F what people think about me, in hindsight, I think prepared me for this career now because I was at such a low point and I had to like bring myself out of it and I couldn't care what people thought about me. That nowadays when I reach social media, you could say anything to me. Mm-hmm. I, in my, in my perspective, I've been through the worst of it all. Like what, what you right. gonna say to me? Right. It doesn't, it doesn't. It does, like you ain't gonna do nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. they were they were very very receptive, and I always felt like, again, it's your perspective on things. I always felt like whatever I was going through at that moment was going to help somebody else out. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really care what the response was because I knew 
that in due time, my story was going to help. Yes. Yes. I, I totally, I love that. I love that you are even able to be honest and vulnerable about, about that because I'm literally about to record an episode around identity at, at, right after mm-hmm. this, like for the podcast, but I, you're preaching to the choir because I'm going through the exact same thing. And I don't think anyone understands like what that feel. well, not clearly you understand. So people understand that have been through that. But if you've never been through that, you don't really understand what that feels like to have to not only choose yourself, choose what's best for you in that moment, choose what God is asking you to do in that moment, but also having to face the idea that you're not the same person anymore and figuring out who you are now, figuring out how to be okay and not care what anyone thinks of it. Because when you're someone that is so used to accomplishing things or being known for your accomplishments and stuff, that transition is not easy. That is not an easy one. Really, I heard this really good, it's from a book and I'll remember it. If, But it was a really good analogy and it's, it's the theater analogy. And it's basically the the analogy or the saying is you have this like struggling actor and the struggling actor like has this performance at a theater and the struggling actor, they don't have enough money to get a bus. So they have to walk there and it's a storm and they're going through the storm and they're in their clothes and people are kind of laughing at their clothes on the way and they're walking and they don't have enough money. People are laughing at them on their way to the performance. And then they get on the stage and they have this great performance in front of everybody. And then there's somebody in the crowd and notices them and their career takes off. Nobody knows, people were laughing at them as they were going and they didn't have any money and they were going to stuff. But they only remember the applause after they gave that performance and they took off and they had this career. So I, so that, that's what social media is. People only see the applause and they only see the curtains and stuff like that. They don't see you walking in the rain and not having enough money for a bus. And they don't see people laughing at you and doing all this stuff. They see the final performance. So I always take social media with a grain of salt because when I, whenever I see anybody accomplish stuff, because I've gone through a similar thing, I'm always like, I'm, I'm very proud of them because yeah. I'm like, I have no idea what it took. To what it took to get there. Yeah. I have no idea. And I feel, I don't feel jealousy. I don't feel like, why can't that be me? I'm always in awe of yep. people. Whether it's, whether it's them getting a house. I don't know if you were broke five years ago. Yeah. Whether it's them making it on social media. I don't know if you uploaded every single day, even if you were sick for five months and mm-hmm. people were laughing at you in the sidelines. Oh, you're trying to be an influencer when you left law school. Like, I, I just don't know your story. And because I don't know your story, I have an utter respect for you. Exactly. Exactly. And I and I always um, I think it's so funny because I've noticed that a lot of the people that always have a judgment or something to say, they are always the people that have never been willing to do whatever that person that's winning has done to get to that point. And they're always very quick to put their assumptions on it and all of that. But I always say that now being somebody that's lived a little life and gone through a little something, I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't, I have no idea what they went through to get here. I am not going to sit here and discredit anything they've accomplished. None of that, because we have no idea. They say, they say a successful actor will never laugh at someone going to their first casting call. Yep. A successful music artist will never laugh at someone trying to buy beats. Mm-hmm. Like the people that make it will never 
and those are the people that you're aspiring to, not the people that aren't in the industry. Like people that really make it are never gonna laugh at you for starting. Never. Ever. Never. And that's who you're trying to be. So right. right. Like that just don't even yeah, exactly. So yeah. If if you're the person laughing and you're listening to this, just ask yourself why. <laughs> You got to do some shadow work at yeah, that point. <laughs> exactly. You can just go inward, you know. Um, but yeah, would you say that was like the hardest part of your glow up journey? Or was it, a you know, a, a different part of your glow up journey that has been, you know, just the, the hardest part to get to this point where you're at now? The comparison was the hardest part? Mm-hmm. Or, or even just making I, that transition, like having the courage to make that tra- transition. I think... The hardest part of my transition was balancing. I feel like, how do I put this? I feel like the hardest part of my glow up journey is something that I just kind of like personally go through. I think part of it is caring what people think about me. Um, I, I just have always struggled with it. It's just, I feel like, of course, I put the best career if I struggle with it. Um, but I think, I think the hardest part with my glow up journey is balancing doing it for myself versus doing it for other people, if that makes sense. Mm. I think at the beginning when I wasn't showing it on social media and I was in my isolation phase, it was very much like, and I talk about this in my Batgirl to that woman and I, I think I haven't uploaded the video, but I think there's something to be said when you go from surviving to thriving. My glow up journey, I feel like a lot of, a good percentage of glow up journeys in becoming your higher self is because you feel like you're, you're fed up with your life, you know, and your glow up journey comes from a sense of not desperation, but comes like, I, I don't want to live like this anymore. It's either like, I just, I'm trying to survive. And I feel like my glow up journey was very much, I was, I was literally just trying to live. I was trying to survive. I was trying to become my best self and stuff like that. And I feel like once I started showing it on social media and it started to become like my brand, I felt like because I kept showing it and, and, and I've since corrected it because I kept showing it, it kind of took away the doing it for myself versus like, I liked the compliments that I received on the other end of it. Does it make mm-hmm. sense? Like, yeah. like, totally. like I'm trying to like figure out like a, it's almost just like if you're really trying to clear your skin and like that is your part of your glow up journey is clear skin and you're getting all these products, you're getting the facials, you're doing and you're doing it all for yourself. And then all of a sudden people start complimenting you like, oh, you have clear skin or your, clear, your skin looks like this, but they don't understand like what you went through to get that. You start to become addicted to that compliment mm-hmm. and not not being humble. Yeah. Um, and the fact that of what it what it took. So not saying that I'm not humble. But sometimes I do feel like a lot of my glow up, a lot of my morning routines became a lot for filming purposes mm-hmm. and not so much because it genuinely made me feel good. Now, what I've since yeah. stopped doing is, and I don't know, if, I don't know if like anybody like has noticed is I don't, so I personally don't upload as many morning routines anymore mm-hmm. because it was very, my morning, again, going back, my morning routines were to make me feel good and to pour into myself. And I loved showing what my morning routines looked like, but waking up and starting to film at 5 a.m. took away my peace. So that's yeah. the one thing about social media is I had to broker my peace. Mm-hmm. So nowadays what, what I do is just like one example 
So I do a lot of like content batching, so I don't film every single day. So what I will do is I will do my morning routines and I won't film them on Monday through Friday. On Saturdays when I work, I will book a later workout class and I'll wait. I'll still wake up at like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. and I'll start recording and I'll use that content to show my morning routine, but it's not disrupting my weekly mm. morning. That's how I like created, created pieces. I, just, I scheduled a day for performance. Yeah. Because this is like what I do. Right. But you have to, but even if you're not like in social media, you have to protect your piece. Yeah. You have to protect your piece, whatever that looks like. Some people might say like, oh, like now you're just performing. Like this isn't really you waking up in the morning. Like you're here to get inspiration for morning routines. And I've shown you that I, I will film at 5 a.m. Like that's fine. But at a certain point, me filming my, my camera at 5 a.m. in like, it just, it felt inauthentic for me. Like journaling yeah. and then like looking up at the camera scene if I'm recording, like, no, I'm just gonna journal. <laughs> Y'all, I'm recording on a Sunday and I'm gonna get the angles for you and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna provide you with inspiration, but I yeah. have to protect my piece with social media. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you because, yeah, there there comes a time where you don't even realize it's becoming performative and then you have to look up and you're like, oh, and you don't realize it until you get to the point where you're not enjoying what you're doing anymore. And that's the sucky exactly. part. Exactly. When yeah. you're relying on that compliment. Exactly. Exactly. Now, this is a question I have to ask everyone that comes on the show. So I want to know, what does it mean to you to be a wealthy woman? Oh, I love that question. First of all, I love the um, podcast name. I Thank love you. it. <laughs> Second of all, you um, you popped up on the, your podcast popped up on my feed. I think it's at like sixty or like sixty thousand views or something like that. I was like, oh, I'm about to be on this. I, re I do you know what oh. I'm talking about. It's going like kind of viral right now. No. Oh, you. Oh, the one where I'm talking about the different podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So I was like, I was like, I love this because I feel like. Wealthy woman, higher self, it kind of all kind of has like the, but when I, I love my mindset around wealth at this point, because my, my definition of wealth right now is my health. Mm. Like it might sound dumb, but health is wealth. Um, wealth might be finances to people. Wealth might be the um, relationships that they have in their life. Like that's where they find wealth. My wealth right now is my health. It is pouring into myself, my physical health, my internal health, my mental health, my spiritual health. Yeah. I feel wealth to me is when I feel full, when I feel mm. in abundance and um, I feel very wealthy in my health right now. I feel very good knowing that every single day I'm doing something to prolong my life. I'm working out, I'm pouring into myself, I'm doing something to enrich my mind. I'm learning a new skill. Um, that's what, to me, it means to be a wealthy woman. When you have something in your life in abundance, um, whatever, whatever it might look like to you, for me, it's health. Again, for you, it might be finance. Um, but truly being abundant and, and being okay, I think a wealthy woman is, being okay with your mistakes and your journey to like get to that point and understand you're always learning. You're always learning. You're always a student 
and being okay with your mistakes, being okay with your journey, being okay with your past, being happy in your present, being excited for your future. That's what wealth is to me. It's like, I just, I'm, a, I'm an abundant woman. Like I can yes. do a lot of different things. Yes, I totally agree. That was so good. So, okay, uh, I know. I love this. Oh, thank you. Now, okay, if people are listening to this, I'm sure they follow you, but just in case they don't, where can they find you? Where can they follow you and get tapped into your community? So across all boards, I'm pretty much Jazz Turner 16. My boyfriend asked me the other day, he's like, what's the significance of the 16? And I said, (laughs) TikTok wouldn't let me choose Jazz Turner, so I just did the next. (laughs) Like the (laughs) suggestion. significance of the 16 i said nothing like i just hit the suggested (laughs) names but it's just it's jazz turner 16 across all platforms i'm very active on instagram stories um instagram stories is where i'm at tiktok you know that's where i'm at that's where my family is a lot of short form content youtube you're going to get a lot of more um personalized versions of me but you're also going to get longer form content of the content I already talked about on TikTok. So TikTok, if you have a short attention span, that's what you're going to find me. If you want to prop up your uh, laptop or your phone and get ready with me while I talk about the same subjects, um, but you just want longer form, you want me to go in depth, YouTube, YouTube is where I'm at. We're trying to be YouTube girly. Yeah, you're doing good at YouTube because you keep coming up on my recommended page. So you're doing good. You're doing good. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying my best with the YouTube thing. I think it's a lot easier for the YouTube girlies to come down to TikTok. Mm -hmm. It's harder for the TikTok girlies to come up on YouTube. Yes. Because that's just not how we think. Girl, it's the SEO is so much more in depth. But yeah. (laughs) The editing. The editing. The editing. Listen. It's not even enjoyable. It's It's not. Because I don't... Editing is fun to me. I don't even want to sit and watch a 20-minute video of me talking. Like, you know what I mean? Like, after you edit, you have to watch it back. I don't even feel like sitting and watching it. Splice. Go back. (laughs) Slow down. Zoom in. Hit this transition. Hit this transition. Sometimes I'm like, Jasmine, shut up. Literally. Shut up. (laughs) Your voice is annoying me. getting on my nerves. (laughs) You're getting on my nerves. (laughs) Oh my God, but we're trying to, uh, I'm, I like you with your podcast uh, coordinator. I think I'm just going to have to get an editor. I'm going to have to start outsourcing work. Yeah. At a certain point, you have to delegate. You have to. You have to. And, and being that you just started YouTube, I would do it now before you get picky and you like the way you edit because that right there, I'll say with TikTok, I don't really, like, that's not as deep with, with the edits. Yeah. But it's something about YouTube where you can start getting really particular if you've been editing your videos for a while. So I think, like, the sooner the better so that you don't feel so attached to the way you edit, you know? And they can just kind of, yeah. We're going to figure it out. But that's where that's where you can find me. Okay. I'm trying to be a YouTube girly. Well, y'all go, I, go I follow her YouTube. <laughs> I upload every day on TikTok still. Yes. Not on the weekends, though. No more on the weekends. Good. Have your off time. Yes, you deserve it at this point. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. This was so good. I had such a good time. I'm I'm glad you've created such a safe space for us to like share our stories, to talk about what wealth means to us. Like I I love it here. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much.